0: This is Edging On, Edging On, Edging On Multiplicity, a podcast where three Michael Keaton fanatics watch the movie Multiplicity ten minutes at a time and um, review each
1: increment. I'm your host, Sam. I'm Adam. And I'm Drew, and today we are diving into minutes 30 to 40. A very fruitful part of the movie, I must say.
0: There there, there are some rich veins here in which which we can... uh,
2: Start our prospecting. Yeah, we can start uh, siphoning, whatever you would call this, the uh, the bile of Keaton. The bile, yeah, the bile. I, mean, uh, I don't
1: know. But yeah, sure. It's a body byproduct. I really like Doug's character because I can condense him down to this uh, bit of figurative language. Doug is a man who continuously shoots himself in the foot. And then complains that there are bullets in his feet. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes, that's it's a good point. All the problems in Doug's life are directly the result of his own incompetence. To the point that uh, when problems are presented that we haven't seen, that, like when new problems are presented to Doug, I simply assume that he caused them at some point. You know, like I'm, I'm just waiting for the
1: explanation of of what he did to deserve it. <laughs> this entire movie starts off with the the work incident. That's part of the reason why Doug, why Doug has no time to spend with his family. That that he hates them, but yes, that's because Doug refuses to fire Eugene Levy who he is completely justified in firing. Okay, okay,
0: Drew, if Eugene Levy worked for you, though, would you fire him?
1: Yes! If he tore up somebody's driveway, which, by the way, you know that was Lionel Spaulding's driveway. (laughs) He's still working there! (laughs) You gotta gotta keep him for the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, the argument the film's trying to make is that he needed him because he's busy enough as it is. Yeah. So he needed to keep him around, much to his chagrin.
1: But, but... Eugene Levy gets, uh, we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but Eugene Levy gets a second chance, and in this 10 minute increment, he he comes in an hour late to work, like like a week after he tore
0: up somebody's driveway. Okay, but Drew, his watch, he bought his watch in New York, <laughs>
2: and it was stuck on New York time because he couldn't figure out how to change the time. Yeah, 5.30, it's 5.30 in New York, but it's 2.30 here. Uh, why? It's a two
1: thirty New Yorker. Right oh. I am so. Gl- okay, we got to get back into a sequential order. <laughs> Good lord, uh, Doug! Wonderful, wonderful exemplification of his character flaw as he forces a coach to quit by annoying him. No, no, no! He doesn't
0: force him to quit. He makes him so angry that he quits on the spot.
1: Yes, his son's football coach.
0: Uh, all, all the other dads are, are are standing in a circle and arguing with him about all the plays. You got to put my kid in. And Michael Keaton pulls him aside and,
1: man, I understand how it is. All these guys out here. For, for a second, there's like a slight human connection. Oh, of course. And that sends That's... sends my danger meter just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The coach hears uh, him utter the name of his son, having heard I don't know two or three dozen kids' names. Put my kid in. The coach, understandably mad, quits and forces the mantle upon Michael Keaton to become the coach. He could have said no. He could have said no. He could have dropped the hat and walked away. I'm sure there were a few other parents that would love to
1: be the coach. They all wanted to put their kids in. Why not be the coach? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think this movie might be secretly brilliant. This is a wonderful lampoon of 90s dad culture. We go from a scene of dads mercilessly berating a coach for not letting their kids play sport more. And then Michael Keaton uh, puts the final nail in the coffin and he has this strange martyr complex where he needs to take all of this pain upon himself only so he can complain about having all this pain upon himself exactly then, so yeah
2: he's the coach now
1: yeah don't expect this to come back it's just one thing to come oh oh you,
0: drew they they should know by now we're only 30 minutes in there's no continuity in this movie <laughs>
2: So that it's that back, doesn't it's come back, back
0: and it's back and forth. It's back and forth. Uh, no, I don't think it ever comes up again. Maybe, maybe like a
2: slight mention. <laughs> we, did, we, we didn't even see him coach. Like, they just mentioned that he was the coach and it just cut right to the next scene. It's
0: interesting. Was... <laughs> it's interesting the way to, con- to contrast the way this movie drops plots versus the way Dunstan drops plots. Dunstan like makes you think something's gonna come, and then it kind of like it'll do something towards the end of the movie that shows they remember that this scene happened but they just are choosing to not acknowledge it again.
2: It shows intent but not purpose.
0: Multiplicity just just chops off ruthlessly (laughs) cuts out any
2: side plot nah we're not going to talk about this anymore nah that's not important. It's like a kid changing fads. I don't like Power Rangers no more. I like Spider Man. I don't like exactly. Spider Man no more. I want Dragon Ball Z. A normal I movie? I don't want to
0: do the football scene anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play child's football. I
1: you, know, you know what? Let's just get rid of the kids. <laughs> Harold Bramus, you said we were going to do the football scene, so you finish your football scene. I don't
0: want to. I want a
1: football scene. A normal movie? you know, maybe this is a good opportunity for Michael Keaton to learn uh, a little humility, a little responsibility, maybe get a little closer with his son. <laughs> right,
0: can we get the uh, stock YouTube uh, tutorial music? Normal. <laughs>
1: normal movies. Multiplicity. <laughs> the next scene has a great revelation as uh, the daughter, Jennifer, I believe.
0: Uh, I... Pff- you're asking the wrong guy.
1: The guy that's seen the movie yeah. like 15 times. Yep, definitely Jennifer. Uh, she comes in in a karate gi, which is evidence that she is learning martial arts to overthrow her tyrant dad. Yes.
2: especially in the 90s. Instead of writing complex character development suitable for children, you throw them in a karate attire, insist they do karate, and that's all the character development we need. Hey, no, no, you'd be no, no, nice no, no. to jiggle all the way. I was, I'm talking about you, Jamie uh, Lang. His name? Yep. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. it. It's...
0: fuck. I don't even think this movie goes to that level that If I remember correctly, that I think she just wears the karate uniform that one time.
2: They yeah. Show the karate? Do
0: they? No. They. They never show her karate. It's she... just implied karate. She might just like that. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> might be her favorite outfit. <laughs> it's her
1: pajamas. <laughs> yeah. She. She goes to the the fire side girls chats. She goes to yeah. the karate. Yeah. She's, She's a just, ballerina. Ballarina. They. They
0: just wanna. Okay. I, i'm realizing like this these are like good jokes that could have been played out like they if they had played out the fact that she's in every possible extracurricular activity yeah that would have
2: been that this this is a really funny gag that they just didn't push hard enough that would yeah yeah that would have been funny if like there was a stronger emphasis because like maybe you're thinking all right michael keaton just doesn't have time for his kids oh wait his kids are fucking busybodies. yeah they do every single thing like if they had pushed it more that would be we'd we'd
0: be talking about this like it's funny but instead we're like why
2: (laughs) this is this is dumb (laughs) here see this we could have got like a nice montage where like we see Michael Keaton getting his daughter. She's in an outfit for Girl Scouts. They go yeah. out. He comes in karate outfit, ballerina, and then you look at the, the clock like, on the wall, and it's like five, ten minutes there, something like that. That are like
0: literally every scene we see her. She's doing. She's like in a different yes,
2: yeah. outfit. But they not <laughs> pick. There's just like a couple times. I think they had the joke in mind, but they forgot to follow through with it because it seems. This like when in the beginning, like in the first ten minutes when they were talking about the fireside girls and all and that she was listening off all the things he missed. It yeah. seems like they had an idea for it, but dropped
1: the ball. I have an idea. I brought up this scene, positing that she was learning karate to defeat her villainous father. The the fireside girls, she's learning how to tie knots. She's learning probably knives and fire, the safe and unsafe ways to handle them. <laughs> Ballet. She's learning agility. She is training to be the world's greatest Michael Keaton assassin to finally put him in his place.
0: That's true. And and what and you know what the most amazing part is though, Drew. What's that? She's put him in that grave already. You <laughs> didn't have to do anything. He's dying at fifty of a blood clot.
1: Yeah, baby. The way that she enters the scene and says "Hi, Daddy" is like the sweetest thing ever. I felt like my blood sugar rise just from the way she says "Hi, Daddy." And then Michael Keaton's almost a human being for an entire scene. He, he was guys. so what I'm talking close. About goes, so close. It goes
0: back and forth. He almost fully redeems himself. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, he like, he again is talking to... Uh...
1: Andy McDowell. Linda. What was it? Betty? Not Linda. Salary women. Laura. Laura. Because they say, they only
0: say her name. They, they say her name a lot in one part of the movie. <laughs> in just one yep. scene, in again, like, like four, within five. fifteen seconds, and I don't think almost ever again. Uh, <laughs> Laura approaches approaches uh, Doug again about getting a real estate job, and this time he does the thing that you know he should have the first time. He's like, Yeah, of course, get the job, get the job. I want you to get the job, and I'll take care of the kids, so you have more time. It's really nice. <laughs> they yeah, like, they're, they're it's a kissing. Re- they're communicating. They're talking, I'm, I'm about sorry, the quiet kids... there. I was just, I was just thinking of what could have been. What what what's what's coming?
1: <laughs> I was uh, just thinking this movie could have ended right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the it, credits could
2: have rolled. It was a really sweet scene. Like he was making dinner. He was he putting the kids to bed. Talking about fucking his wife. It was yeah. nice. He's making the sauce. He's the sauce boss. Oh, he, he kissed his wife twice, really like pecked her pecking her face twice, yeah. and then high-fived her as couples do. But here's the thing. Even this lovely moment, unfortunately,
0: is still undercut by <laughs> Doug just failing at basic social interaction as hard as a human being possibly could. Uh, when he's talking about how he's going to be doing all this work with the kids... Uh, Loras uh, asks him how he's gonna find the time. He goes, "Oh, got a oh. got a new guy at work. Oh yeah, he's a new, new guy. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, a new guy. Let me he's let me, let me, let me uh, I think I wrote this down. Uh, <laughs> who is it? You know, just a guy, new guy, really new guy. You yeah. don't know, guy you don't know, new guy." Just a new guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's not an exaggeration. (laughs) He says that easily eight or nine times. It would have been so easy just to make up a fake name. Steve Harvey, fake name right Yeah, Steve Harvey. This scene pains me every time I watch it because what happens is the
0: third time he says, guy you don't know. I think that's the third thing he says. I laugh when he says that every time but then he says it like six more times and then I just have to sit there and
1: stew in it. <laughs> it makes you feel bad for laughing at it the first time. And of course, the next scene comes up, which takes place at the construction site of yes. the Vista Donada, which is Spanish for the Vista of Nothing.
0: This movie feels like it should be more cartooning than it is. It feels like it's... It's too straight laced for the script. If that makes <laughs> sense. A, yeah. Oh. Like I, the I go- like the gags are all really goofy, but they but they play it a bit s-
2: too straight. Maybe. Yeah. Like the themes are so heavy handed and like like real world stuff you wouldn't see in something so obnoxiously cartoony.
1: <laughs> yeah. What is the vista, Donato? Okay,
2: is dependable. Is that the name of the construction business?
1: Uh, No, Del Lord's Construction. Dependable, which is Eugene Levy's contracting agency, is working for Del Lord. Oh, I
2: love how it's uh, spelled wrong, too. On the yeah. side of Eugene Levy, Levy's truck, it says D-E-P-E-N-D-I-B-L-E. Which is which actually
1: is, a good gag. That's yes. A, that's, it's genuinely It's character When they don't force jokes like
2: that, it's fun. It's funny. Yeah.
1: As most jokes go. <laughs> also funny in this scene... Are the extras, because I knew extras on a construction site would definitely have fu- something funny to watch. And throughout much of this scene, we get a shot, reverse shot, of Eugene Levy and Michael Keaton talking. Mm-hmm. And behind Michael Keaton, there's a guy who has two boards, and he keeps on lifting one board up, setting it down, and then picking up the <laughs> other board... And setting it down, and then he picks up the other board. Oh, oh no, I wish no, you'd no point he it was, out. No,
2: he was... He, 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 I, I was watching that, too. He was handing it up to a guy on the roof.
1: Yeah, eventually he handed one of them up to the other guy, and then he picked up the other board again, and he was just looking at it for the rest of the scene. Just move the wood around.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do construction
1: workers do? I, I'm really glad for all these extras because that's just so many more people who can say they were a part of multiplicity. Mm. Aside from the four Michael Keatons, yeah.
2: In a world full of Michael Keatons, it's nice to see the little people having something to do. Like
1: Eugene Levy, who gets chopped in the sea. gets yes. cut
2: down to size. He
0: gets rightfully fired, but somehow it still hurts. <laughs>
2: you know, like it's completely justified, but still, you're like, you hate to see him go. And we get a, another lovely recall with the rage of Michael Keaton making a wonderful welcome
1: return. As he throws Eugene Levy back into his truck and then, like, releases his parking brake <laughs> yeah. to get him out of there as quickly as possible.
2: <laughs> That'll actually qualify as attempted But, attempted but his murder. watch is
0: on New York time! He didn't know!
1: He was <laughs> it's not really, an honest he mistake, boss! There's the, they try to make this seem like a horrible thing... Because one of the unnamed construction workers says, Really? She's got like 34 kids, right? <laughs> yeah. And 17 ex wives. <laughs> and then, then Alpha Keaton, who's on the job site, is just like, The fuck do I care? <sighs> Alpha Keaton. Agro Doug. What a hero. He does what needs to be done. And wimpy Beta Doug, that's back at the golf course at this moment. He doesn't have what it takes to be an alpha male in the modern world.
0: Mm. Well, immediately after firing Eugene Lavia, Agro Doug receives a call from Laura. On what? On his amazing giant brick cell
2: phone. Oh, man. Seeing those <laughs> just instantly date a fucking movie.
0: It's incredible. I can watch an 80s movie and, like, the whole way through, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, cassette tapes, oh, uh, yeah.
2: But for some reason, that phone you would still be like, for it, whatever ooh. reason, it's it's phones, like cause you could you could see it's a you know specific what? phone too, cause you could see like a like a, a wall phone and you'd think, it, okay, yeah, that's cool. It's because people still like the other old stuff. Yeah.
0: Like you get like tube TVs like, ha yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you get the cell phones like, oh, Fuck.
2: Remember when those TVs uh, had fat fucking butts?
0: <laughs> it, it's like when they have an old printer in a movie. You you don't you don't look at it fondly. And it's like you
2: son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Fax machines too, to a point, because those pretty much died out like within a couple years. Windows XP Lenovo ThinkPads.
1: <laughs> the other day I went to see my doctor, and she brought out a Windows XP Lenovo ThinkPad, and I went, "Oh no, this is my healthcare professional." Yeah,
2: that shit is like three inches thick, man. It's weird seeing that because like it gives you flashbacks to elementary school.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) those didn't even work ten years ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can cut this if it isn't related enough. My dad took the the uh, has an older BMW like has an old BMW and took it to the dealership to get it repaired one time. It's from '96. And they had to download a Windows X, like they had to download an old Windows version of their repair software to even interface with the car because it came from that, like 1996 was such an awful era of technology that's just like going to become woefully outdated but will never be usable again in the future. (laughs) Like not not only is it woefully outdated,
2: but it's woefully outdated in such a way that makes it useless now. Yeah, like it's, it's it's in a weird spot because it's outdated enough, like it's been long enough that you can recognize something, but it's never with fond memories. You can still use like a Bell telephone
0: telephone from 1950. <laughs> you cannot use any car phones. No car phones work anymore.
1: <laughs> you cannot use any technology from the 90s anymore. If That's right. See like 90s, a 1950s uh, PlayStation Two, you're gonna be like, "What
2: the fuck is that?" This
0: is why only 90s kids remember. Cause they have to They don't
1: have anything To remind them 90's kids
2: Hashtag greatest generation
1: Well there's always Something there to remind me The year of multiplicity Exactly So on his cancer brick Of a phone uh, Doug gets A message from Andy McDowell Who says That uh, Doug has to Pick up the kids From school uh, Give his daughter A bath Put her in her Ballerina outfit
2: Moose her hair
1: Moose her hair And then take her To the ballet studio For picture day Which is quite a a lot to throw on somebody this last minute. In Doug's defense, she said that in the beginning that this job would not interfere. That she would still be able to drop off the kids and pick them up from school. No, no, no. She said sometimes. She said sometimes. Yes. Did she really? Yeah, because yeah, she they, said they, they, she can't just...
2: always be around to do that. She'd expect him to do mom duties. Or okay, like, then I never could... mind.
0: Keaton's still an yeah, asshole. No, no, because yeah, he absolutely said to like I, I can help with the kid. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, after having done it one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ugh, I'm pooped. Oh my and god,
0: breaking so, a bird break break on a golf course. And and so yeah, she gives him this this large list of things to do, and of course you have to m- must keep in mind who is this list being given to? Alpha Keaton. And, and what does Alpha Keaton know? Work. Work. Sport. Gains. <laughs> um, the grind. All, all he knows is the grind. He knows so, the hard knocks. So he calls back the original Michael Keaton, who is, you know, he's taking time, he, he's gotten the clone so he can spend more time with his wife and family. What, yeah. where, where is he, Adam?
1: He's at the fucking golf course. And he's ah. he's so close to having a good improv moment as he's teeing off. But then his phone rings right as he's about to swing the golf club, so it just falls out of his hands.
2: I don't know if you've ever been golfing before, but, like, it's really ridiculous to think that you could be so startled that you would actually throw a golf club just from, like, a phone ringing. It's kind of a ridiculous thought, but it's just for comedy purposes, so we'll let that slide.
1: Wow, Adam, you're really picking this one apart.
2: I have to. There's so little to talk about for this whole chunk.
1: No, oh, why, why, would why would this whole cross
0: the be That's illogical. Ding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alpha Doug just completely sucks, as we would have expected, sending their bitch wife's instructions to Beta Doug. I, and he's like, "Yeah, you gotta uh, pick up the kids, Washed her hair, and take, but then take a picture of him." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to Beta Doug's credit, he does kind of get the right idea out of that, and so he runs away from the golf course, picks up his kids in this weird montage scene. Would you count that as a montage?
0: The, yeah, the getting them ready montage. Yeah.
1: I, which, I, which has I wouldn't a, call that a montage. Well,
0: great line in there, though. <laughs> great line at the end, which we all laughed at, because just the delivery is so good. Uh, as... As he, as Doug finishes dressing his daughter for the ballet recital, <laughs> oh, the tutu pulled like halfway up her body. Just she just looks completely ridiculous. He her, puts stands on a table and says, "Good,
1: I like it," <laughs> <laughs> which is solid delivery. He's so past done, but he's still putting on a, like a manically. Brave face? <laughs> yes. It's very good for Keaton.
2: Yeah, especially having to force tights on a child, too. This
0: is, this is Michael Keaton at his
1: best. <laughs> Michael Keaton, you've done it again. This culminates in the best scene of the movie so far, as he ta- he rounds up his little kids to go to the ballet picture day. They get to the ballet studio, and Michael Keaton finds a ballet instructor. He's like, okay, we're here for picture day. And she says, no, we moved picture day to tomorrow. Didn't
0: didn't you get the call? She says, condescending. Yeah, (laughs) didn't you get
1: the call? And Adam, what does Michael Keaton say in response? Get a goddamn photographer down here. (laughs) Right. Right now.
2: Yeah, he goes full, uh, let me speak to your manager mode. He wants (laughs) immediate satisfaction. He had to put on his Sunday best, come down to this ballet school, dragging his son behind him. By the, the freaking wrist, dragging him into the studio. He was golfing he
0: was so in the zone with his golfing and it got around. He has one of those clubs you can piss into, so he doesn't even have to get off the green. He's that in the zone. One of the clubs
2: you can piss into.
0: Have yeah, you ever <laughs> seen the commercial for the the golf club with, with the handle that top unscrews so you can pee have you guys never seen this really?
1: No. It's like the most infamous infomercial of all time. Jamie, pull it up. For for everyone listening, Sam is continuing to dole out bullshit like a like a, a snake oil salesman in a medieval town. Come on, come on, the incredible pissing golf club. You're pissing it and no
0: one will know. And then you have a wonderful drink for later. I don't I don't know how to Google this, I'm just gonna search golf club to pee in. <laughs>
1: That's a wonderful album. The
0: Euro Club, a portable urinal, cleverly disguised as a golf club. I mean, you're not supposed to actually golf with it. The idea is you keep. The idea is you keep it in your golf bag, and then when you gotta pee, you just take the golf club out. They have like a flap you can put on. I'm not making this up. I'm gonna show you guys the picture. That can't possibly be that discreet though. People it's discreet. not. It's not discreet. I don't know. If, oh my god. This man is either pissing into a golf club or He's fucking close. a golf club <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> I don't There's two options here, and if there isn't a fleshlight golf club, it might as well make it. <laughs> it's coming now.
2: God damn! I that don't was... know if
1: anybody's ever seen a golf course, but it tends to be a lot of clear, flat space, which means that from a, a half mile away, you can probably see someone pissing into his golf club. Four,
0: up. In the trees again. Well, I guess I'll go get. No, no, you guys stay no, no, here. Leave. I'll get it. I'll go yeah. get it.
1: Are you... Do you have to take your golf club? Oh yeah, yeah. Just behind. Just the this seat. particular
0: one. Your golf club's leaking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the new fluid head.
0: <laughs> right. Why? Why is your? It looks like your golf club's leaking white fluid. Oh, grab oh, the wrong club. God.
1: What up? What? What?
0: I need the putter. That's the driver. <laughs> He was putting it all right. Oh. oh, that's the most disgusting segment we've ever done. So you can definitely <laughs> say,
2: you can def- if you're taking that flush like golf club, you actually say you're practicing your putts. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, that was good, brother. Yeah, because yeah. a putts. Yeah. And the
0: this is the most. Can we just say this is the most technically impressive episode of the podcast yet. Uh, so far?
1: <laughs> yeah. Our writing's been on point. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've
2: been focused and we've been informative as well. We need, we need to pay our writers more.
1: We we do. Yeah. And then the kids try to make Michael Keaton kill himself.
0: Yes, I, I wanted to point this out. I almost like as soon as I see that I wanted to scream this. They wrote that song for the movie. Do you ever think about that? Someone had to write this song. The most annoying, like, parody of a children's song is playing in the background. That's what I
2: thought it was. I thought it was just, like, ambiance from the TV left on or something. But
0: you can tell it's made for the movie because it fits the scene. Like, it it ends with, like, yeah, like, it's clearly made for the movie. It's just, like, nonsense lyrics. As the kids are screaming and banging on pots and pans and running back
1: and forth. And Michael Keaton's got the phone to call. Yes. And he's holding three slices of pizza in his hand. In his giant, comfortable hands. foreshadowing. I started a little sweat when (laughs) Sam looked at me and said that.
2: I think I know. There's a pizza thing later. Uh Aha. Crack the code. There's a pizza guy.
0: That. Or there's a phone call later. A phone call about
1: pizza? You never know. Then the kids call each other duty heads for ten seconds. Oh, And he okay. says, you're both duty heads, Go to bed.
2: Here, not only that, when they are yelling at each other, the audio clips seven fucking times. <laughs> Just to
1: maximize the annoyance.
2: It was not on purpose. You will not clip audio on purpose. Th- this scene is genuinely infuriating. Oh, it, it's, it's this is definitely the... The weakest technical scene so far. There's this one scene.
0: redeeming one redeeming thing, though. What's that? Is, is, is the line on the phone call. Is, is how Michael Keaton oh, oh, gets out yeah. of the phone call. He says, I, say, I gotta I got go, my daughter's choking on a spoon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: it's just a little teaspoon. <laughs> That's just a teaspoon. <laughs> That's not a big deal. <laughs> oh,
1: don't worry, it's just a teaspoon. That's some actual improv. Good job, Keaton. Yes. Mm. It, it. Oh, dang it. What was, oh, yeah, this entire scene is the equivalent of a Simpsons episode... That's about Marge being unhappy with her domestic life. It's just everybody being uncharacteristically evil. Yes. I should clone myself. <laughs> I did. I did. Marge, there are so many of you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's
0: get a nice nice echo effect. It's more it's more patty. Hi. But it, but it's Anna McDonald, so you got to do patty mayonnaise. Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> what would this sound like?
1: You want the echo? Yeah. Bug <laughs> Doug. <laughs> okay, so we're sorry for wasting your You're time. You're right.
0: We we did. I did speak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta say though, just before this scene. I did write down I realized. I, I, I like laughed at something and realized that I very genuinely enjoy this movie. <laughs> I don't know what ha- what's happened to me. What's wrong with me at this point? Like, it's but not, I very genuinely enjoy this movie. It's it's enjoyable. It's not bad. It's it's creative
2: in, and and uh, it's unique.
0: Like I could unironically say multiplicity is my favorite movie.
2: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> it has its problems, but it's so far I don't see how well, I can like, get like Bad. Every, like, it's not bad.
1: Every element of this movie has problems to it. it, it it's like saying, uh, the, the foundation. The foundation's solid when the foundation is rotten and termite-eaten and constructed by Eugene Levy's contracting service. See, the, the, that's
2: the problem, though. The foundation is good. It's an original idea. And it's a, a unique telling from a different parent's perspective. And I imagine there's gonna be a life lesson learned at the end of this... I guess, you're, I guess you're all right. You do have a good point. You're actually, you actually probably do like Double
0: Down better.
1: Yes, of course. What is Double Faithful Down? Faithful Findings, though, everyone knows the superior brain.
0: Is Faithful Findings one of the uh, suicide scene?
1: The suicide scene? No, that's, uh, yeah, Faithful Findings, the suicide scene. Okay, yeah, that's my favorite, yes.
0: Oh, no, I can't believe he'd kill himself. How could he do this?
1: I can't believe you've committed suicide. I just cannot believe it. My favorite's Garfield, Tale of Two Kitties. Big city kitty.
2: Big city and a ki- big kitty in the. City. Have
1: fun living with a kitty. And then we get to from this horrible scene to the crown jewel of Doug's sin. This is the. the this
0: is the scene. Oh, boy. oh This is the scene.
1: <laughs> oh, Adam, can you take us? Uh, try to get broad and then really focus in. Well.
2: um... First, we get Michael Keaton waiting for his wife to get home from her uh, her fake realtor job, or what? Well, not get home. Get to the restaurant. They're having a date. They're at a fancy restaurant called Ponderosa. Why, why <laughs> do you say her fake realtor job? Because it's she. Ha- we haven't seen her at work. They they say she's at work. Well, that's because we saw her outside of a house. That's, well, that's because she's not really a character in this movie. <laughs> she. <laughs> What's she's, her name he again? She's, she's, she's more of a
0: set piece that just, like, interacts with Michael Keaton.
2: We need to see what she does. She's second billing. She's I a, know. She's me. a plot device. She was oh. a prop. Yeah.
1: Drew, it's are all women are props? I'm saying this movie thinks all women are props.
0: <laughs> As further evidenced by Michael Keaton's... <laughs> what, is, what happens next, brother?
2: Next, uh, she gets there. They get seated at a table. And they at be, the Ponderosa Steakhouse, the, right? The fabulous, fancy Ponderosa Steakhouse with a classic yes. brick wall. And then, yeah, much like our studio space,
0: yes, yes, we
2: we could be in a Ponderosa. If only, only. especially (laughs) especially with the Gundam (laughs)
1: models and the Neon Genesis Evangelion posters. I would
2: love to be in a Ponderosa with uh, the three of you. Do you think? Do you think the the empty Ponderosa?
0: Oh no. Oh, they turned that pon- that empty Ponderosa into a fristest big boys. Ew. Aw, man, because I was gonna say that would have been a great like building to buy and use as an office, but you <laughs> keep went. the Ponderosa signage up and you turn it on so that old people come in and just, <laughs> and just like <laughs> and you put them to work. It's the greatest scam. Yeah, they just buy your products because they wander like, I've seen a Ponderosa open in twenty five years." What is it with nineties people? all the
1: windows black too, so they can't see inside or out, like what they through. do with the casinos. <laughs> make them forget time exists so they spend more money
0: i just want to go sit in a dark sticky ponderosa steakhouse and eat my dry steak sticky? eat my dry well done steak well because the vinyl seats are going to be sticky it's a ponderosa oh yeah
2: especially because <laughs> most people that go uh, to ponderosas are shorts wearing freaks i and want my so microwave mashed potatoes sticky leather butt
0: i want my white microwave mashed potatoes my well done steak
2: get a nice little salad bar have a nice treat
1: I love the pan de rosso. Get cottage cheese have, and
0: crackers like everyone else. And I will have a domestics. So I ain't paying the. I'm not gonna pay the up the upcharge for imports. <laughs> imports, more like import
2: that thing out of here.
0: I'll take a Budweiser like a real American.
2: Real man. We got Sorry about thirty percent <laughs> into this scene. <laughs> this is how
0: every this is how every discussion of every scene in this episode is gone. Yeah,
2: yeah. F- so then, then where do we go from there? So uh, this they're is, in the
1: Ponderosa. Yes. yes, having a lovely steak dinner. Yeah, having well-done steaks and microwave mashed potatoes at the Ponderosa on paper and, plates. And, and
0: then, it, and then you start to realize that perhaps, perhaps Michael Keaton did not invite his wife to the Ponderosa just to have a nice dinner. Perhaps he may have had an ulterior motive in inviting her out today. <laughs> He looks into her. Oh, Doug, you brought me to my favorite restaurant. (laughs) Nothing's too nice for you, Patty. Oh, Doug, I'm so glad I'm back at work. I'm really enjoying my
1: job, Doug. I feel so fulfilled. Well, that's just the thing, Patty. Uh, Being around the kids makes me want to kill myself, so you need to quit your job.
0: Doug, it's been
2: one day.
1: (laughs) You see Skeeter outside the window looking in.
2: Doug! Why don't you come back, Doug? I don't want to be a third wheel anymore, Doug.
0: We're watching Doug's big movie next. and oh, You can't stop that. us. I would 100% love that. Love that. Doug's first movie
1: is believe,
0: awesome. Believe that, but they're still going to know. It doesn't It doesn't
2: matter. Doug's if, first movie. If you would like to see Doug's first movie, you can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear more, Oh, Doug. Doug. <laughs> if, if you'd like to see us go, Oh, Doug! For want, an hour every week. If you want to understand
0: the Roger Cuck jokes, <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam's going to. Well, Adam's going, Drew. Do the, go ahead and do the Could you do the Roger Cuck bit for me, please.
1: Okay, just let me think of what Roger would say. How do you like that, Doug? I cooked you. Patty was slobbing on my knob all night long. <laughs> oh, Doug, Roger's a real man.
0: That's right, I'm packing that
1: four-inch meat.
0: Doug's first movie. Tune in
1: next month. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love Doug's first movie. I'm glad
0: we figured out the next season of the podcast <laughs> on this episode, because before I was kind of unsure what we no, should do.
1: No, I don't get some cake next. Because pick okay, I picked Duncan. It's Ben.
2: One week since you looked at me. No, it's
1: Adam. And then Adam got back for taking up pee. Oh, I see. So Doug Funny... Invites his wife to a beautiful dinner at the Ponderosa Steakhouse just to be- tell her she needs to quit her job and return to her domestic life. Yes, it it, it
0: the uh, it's implied that it's been a couple of weeks. She I says think. a month.
2: A she month? says
1: it's yeah. been a month. I thought she said it was a couple days. No, she says a month.
2: Oh,
0: but in in movie time, it feels even funnier. I think they should
1: have just leaned into it. And yeah, said, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day, Michael Keaton. <laughs> You did
0: one. You 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 took care of them for a single day. Yeah, but but did you
2: not see the pizza I wrapped up in aluminum foil?
0: It was plastic wrap. Only. It was aluminum
2: thing. foil. It was
0: plastic wrap. Same tiebreaker. Oh, I'm, I I only remember later on where the where aluminum foil is discussed as a wrapping. So my I've been poisoned by the later scene. I can't think
2: of it. Right. We'll have a tiebreaker next week. We'll go through on, the, on the frame by frame, and we'll, we'll find out. If you if you uh, know what Doug wrapped his pizza with, you can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Actually, you know what? Uh, in your podcast app of
0: choice, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to go ahead and unlock your device and look at the name of the episode. That's
1: the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to, to the end of this episode. It was plastic wrap.
0: Wait, can I, get a, can I get a clean take here? So if you're wondering why the episode was called Tinfoil, so if you're wondering why the episode was called Plastic Wrap,
1: then there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the that's the end of the the 10-minute chunk which yeah. leads us to our ending we, segment.
0: We end like right on just the, the most powerful painful cliffhanger.
1: Yes, yeah, as Angie McDowell is like facing either defying her husband or returning to the shackles of domestic life which she has finally shed
0: the the look on her face too is just is just absolute gold because it, it, the look on on her face is exactly what the look on the audience's face would be just the utter like the the mix of like shock disgust and amusement. Like,
2: (laughs) really? Yeah, you know, I gotta say, like, Andy McDowell is really selling this role. She's just such a mom, and it really works really well to counteract Michael Keaton being a baby.
1: Andy McDowell's character is what Michael Keaton should, what Michael Keaton's character Doug thinks he is, where she takes, like, so much shit in stride, and she (laughs) just, you know, like, internalizes it, and she finally gets one thing that she wants in her life, and Doug takes her to the Ponderosa to say it's not working at <laughs> all.
0: Maybe this movie is secretly brilliant. Uh, can you <clears> imagine <throat> getting
2: dumped in a Ponderosa
1: steakhouse?
0: house? <laughs> oh my god. This, this, is this movie secretly brilliant? <laughs> because the more I look at it, the more I realize that Doug looks like an absolute dumbass in this entire movie. Maybe this is the point. <laughs> what What is his saving grace, though? Maybe, what, what maybe I'm him? dumb. There's a little Doug in all of us. How about about this is the second new segment. Adam tries to continually guess what what the saving grace is, only to find out at the end that there is none. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Okay, Adam, what's a Doug's virtue? What would you guess at this point? I'm going to –
0: And you can't say Schmeet.
2: How did you know? I was going to go Schmeet. Schmeet is my default answer. You always (laughs) go for the Schmeet. Okay, so I think I'm going to go with the obvious answer here. I'm, that most that most movies would use. I'm gonna say that Doug realizes that he's the problem, and changes his life to suit the needs and benefits of his family, considering their feelings along the way and growing as an individual. Any thoughts?
1: No thoughts. Head empty.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I look around, I see nothing but giggly faces.
1: So, if you want a discount on your next online order from Ponderosa Steakhouse, use code edgingpodcast Ten for ten percent off. So, Adam, what do you think is gonna happen? Uh,
0: I think I think, think
2: uh, where do you think it's gonna be?
0: Where do you
1: think it's gonna go from
0: here? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> saying, uh,
2: I'd like to say that I don't think then and then we're gonna go and and then well I think from here on out I think it's pretty clear to say that Doug is going to be so off-putting that his wife is going to throw him out of the house, and she's going to, lo and behold, meet Alpha Doug, or what was it, Double D, as yes. we called him last yes. week? Yes. She's going to meet Double D and be like, huh, where have I seen that exact person before? She's going to fall in love with Double D because he's everything that original flavor, original recipe Doug always <laughs> wanted to be, and there's going to be a lovely It's a Wonderful Life scene, where he's going to realize, oh Mr. Potter, it's Christmas. Wait, Christmas. No, where that wasn't. <laughs> Mr. Potter! <laughs> that was the
1: whole me- message
2: behind It's Wonderful
1: Life. It's yeah, Christmas! It's Christmas, Mr. <laughs> it's Christmas, Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter's first name is Harry in that movie, by the way. No, it's not. Yeah, it's Harold Potter. Is
2: nothing sacred?
1: No. Ponderosa Steakhouse. Baked potato. Well done steak. extra sort of a set of green beans.
2: Three clones. Get the salad bar for a two ninety nine dollars up charge. Everybody loves a salad bar. Yeah. You gotta keep it nice and trim for when Michael Keaton comes to berate you.
0: Yeah, and you know at Ponderos so they keep that sneeze guard nice and clean. They're going through their windex and that bad boy every ten minutes.
2: They change the sneezes every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The changing of the sneeze guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I was a bugle playing in the background.
0: ladies and gentlemen that's been edging on edging on edging on multiplicity yet another episode I hope you enjoyed can't wait to see you next week when we continue watching this absolute classic underrated underrated gem of a film I've been Sam I've been Adam
1: I've been Drew make sure you hit that subscribe button hit the like leave a comment down below hit that bell so you can always get notified when new episodes are coming out
2: always spay new to your pets Adam what's your line um if the mole changes color, consult a physician. Edging on. Edging on. Edging on. Multiplicity. That was Edging on Multiplicity, a podcast where three brainless clones discuss multiplicity ten minutes at a time. You can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Edging on is a podcast by Sam featuring Adam and Drew. Music is done by Sam and edited by Adam.